You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Okay, so this episode is sponsored by the two-hour one-to-one growth intensive, where I'm opening up four spots for you lovely ladies who are honestly tired of sitting at your computer waiting for more application forms to come in you're feeling really inauthentic when you're having to message people or even figuring out how to really convert more clients from your followers and probably have just one or two low-end clients a month and really want to double that while also connecting even more and building that loyal audience then this is for you because I created this offer seeing so many past clients and current clients and even audience members just struggling with figuring out what is going on because right now what's most likely happening which I hear I've been there so of my clients where you feel like you're doing all the things you're looking at all the trainings it seems like everything should be going right but it's not there's something that's missing that's just not letting you hit that next level for growth and for income and it might just not be something that you're able to see because usually it's around three key things, which is positioning, attraction, and conversion. And one of those three, which we cover all inside of the actual intensive itself, to really identify which which one or two is missing and how can we level up on that. Because the intensives are put into two parts. First part is going to go over like profile and website optimization to help really with conversions, but really dive in deeper to the how-to marketing strategy. Because as you already know, you've listened to my podcast, I'm all about action-oriented and next steps to make simple shifts that can really radically give you results. And that's what we go in 10 times deeper inside of this intensive. So I really urge you, if you are struggling, if you are in a plateau space right now where you just haven't been able to hit that next growth level, you need to be in here. And you're able to leave with so much more than I think I've given to really anyone else because we go into your offer, we go into how it's working, we go into even your content so we can start to optimize it for your audience and for attracting and converting them to actual clients. Because when you actually say yes to yourself and invest, that's when you're able to have more emails come in about speaking opportunities. That's when you're able to double or triple your engagement on your posts and profiles and finally hit your income that you're really truly wanting. And we go into the exact steps and tools that I've done for myself and for my clients inside of this intensive. So make sure to go down in the show notes below and get your spots. Again, only given four spots open. So get your bed in and I will see you inside the call. Hey guys, today we have on the amazing Courtney Marie, who is a health and fitness coach for female entrepreneurs who want to burn fat, tone up, and gain more energy and confidence so they can show up 100% in their business. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I am too. For those who might not know, I actually, Courtney and I have been like in the online space for a little bit together (laughs) and finally were able to get down on this podcast and even met at the Pace to Be Brave event in October, which was really fun. 
yeah, we've kind of been communicating back and forth, like, who is this Danielle? And then just <laughs> following your stuff. And then I think it was, we ran into each other. I'm like, I, I know her. How do I know her? Yes. That awkward, like, hey, we met on social media <laughs> and now we're friends. Yes. I remember that happening too, because it was at the event night and you're like, Danielle and I like look into your eyes and you look yeah. so familiar, but I couldn't like figure out the name. Like, oh my goodness, how do I know this person? So. And that's... you feel super bad because people <laughs> follow you and I don't want to feel like a creeper. <laughs> right. I think everyone there though, like everyone knew some other person they're trying to be like somewhat casual with it. So I think that's yeah. just the new age of like this online space is like, I think I know you, maybe I followed you. <laughs> yep, I'm just going to make a fool of myself. And if I don't, well, move on. Oh, you're totally fine. Even I think two weeks ago, I was, or a couple weeks ago, I was in a wedding and the night before was going to a wedding rehearsal. There was what I thought was the groom in the car behind us and literally waved at them. It was not them. So <laughs> I've I done think, that. <laughs> right? I was like, I feel like if that's happened, you should be fine. <laughs> yep. I'm always that person that is, oh, are you waving at me? Okay. Right? Okay. So I really love to begin this show with really talking about the beginning of your journey and then ending with the present and future. So I would love to get the ball rolling with just hearing a little bit about how you grew up to kind of what led you to wanting to go down this profession. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I really struggled with my weight. I mean, I was overweight in middle school. I struggled with my weight and like body image throughout high school and college. And I mean, couldn't really get a handle on it. I think like a, most people, they're just tired and frustrated. And why am I not seeing the results that other people are getting? Maybe they're just lucky or something like that. And I also struggled with binge eating, um, stomach issues, like bloating, fatigue, headaches, pretty much all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I got into yo-yo dieting, which we all know, most of us know how that is. Like it's, it's a struggle. Um, I was a yo-yo dieter at its finest and binge eater, like closet binge eater. Mm -hmm. um, and just all throughout high school and college, I just really suffered and struggled with my body image of myself. And I mean, fast forward a couple of years, like I researched stuff. I tried every diet there was. I would see results. Then I would fall off track and feel like I'm a failure. And I finally got to a point where like, okay, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm I'm basically ready to do whatever it takes. Do I need to invest in someone? Do I need to invest in a program? Something to get me to that next level. Um, so I did invest in a coach and it helped me see a different way of looking at health and fitness. And that really kind of sparked my interest in health and fitness. I was like, I'm very curious at why my body or how to improve my body. Why does it do the things it does? Or um, even self-development, I think it started that journey. Like, why do I do the things I do or think the things I think? And that from there kind of pursued my health and fitness passion. And other people were asking me, oh, what are you doing? You look great. Started helping them, fell in love with mm -hmm. helping people change their life through health and fitness, like reaching their full potential because it's such a huge shift. Like once mm -hmm. you have that aha moment, you feel unstoppable. 
Like I just lost 10 pounds and I feel like I can do anything. I have the best confidence of my life. When you have the most confidence, you can do anything you set your mind to. And I think that's what I truly fell in love with. Um, fast forward a few years later, uh, personal trainer to health coach. And now I'm online, uh, have my own business teaching or helping female entrepreneurs, I guess, be successful in their health and fitness journey because I know that struggle as well. Um, so there's a lot of parts in that story, but I think the main part is, is I fell in love with health and fitness. It's truly my passion. And I think my purpose is to help women really transform their mind and body so they can reach their full potential and do the things that they really want to and are meant to succeed in. I love that. I really believe when it comes to, I don't know any, like literally any woman who has not been a yo-yo dieter or tried, you know, whatever diet was on their uh, commercial, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever came up for them. I'm curious because I think so many of the, the way that fitness is shifting or is, should be shifting recently is connecting that like mind body connection, like the, what your thoughts can really, you know, affect your health. And you touched a little bit on that, how you started to realize what was the root of the problem? Like what was in you that triggered, you know, binging triggered that. I wonder what has been your approach to learning more about that and helping your clients with kind of not only the like physical part, but the mental as well. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think a lot of people, like you said, it's the health industry. Mm -hmm. It's they want money. Yep. And their marketing is great. I will say the marketing is great. Like we've all fallen for it. Mm -hmm. We give them money and that's how they keep going. But the thing that's wrong is they miss the whole mindset piece. And that's how they get you to keep coming back because they don't teach you about it. All they teach you is here, this new diet, get this new diet in 30 days. We'll see you again for $39.99 or, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And a big part of my, in order to overcome the all in or all out mentality or binge eating, it started with my mindset and the way that I work through that with my clients is, okay, what are some of the things that you're thinking when you have those moments? Because it's not just, oh, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, what emotions are you really feeling? Is it maybe I'm not good enough or I'm stuck or I don't know what I'm doing? Stuff like that that's going to self-sabotage yourself to make you fall off track. So it's a really, in, I don't want to go too deep into it because it's, it's hard work. And I myself, I continue to work on this with my life coach. Like mindset is everything in what we do, what we say, our relationships, our work, our personal lives, everything. Yeah, I truly believe in that as well. When it comes to mindset, I, I noticed that there's people who talk about mindset in the way of, you know, business success, and then there's health reasons. But I've noticed the best ones are the ones who see that the mindset of the business and the health are both connected because you can't really have one without the other. So I would love to hear, you mentioned that you focus on entrepreneurs, like female entrepreneurs. What kind of made you want to focus more on them than, you know, other women or other people in general? Yeah, I love that you asked that. Um, because if you don't have your health, you don't have your wealth. Mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest reasons why I chose this niche, you would say, is because I went through a back injury in the same 
year of transitioning into online coaching. So I truly knew what it felt like to have a desk job and have that hustle mentality of tunnel vision. And when you are in that tunnel vision, like all of us starting out, um, I would say, especially those who are starting out, female entrepreneurs, you are so focused and driven and passionate into this business. It's your baby. And so anything outside is considered, quote unquote, a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And so I truly understood, okay, well, I went through the, well, I, I mean, I'm at the gym for an hour. Like I could be doing more stuff in my business. I could be talking to clients, I could be posting on social media, content creation. I thought of anything and everything that I could do instead of going to the gym, when in reality, if I just changed my mindset of, you know what, I need this movement in order to perform my best in my business, in order to provide the best for my clients, in order to make more money. And that was a huge shift for me. And I think so many of us struggle with that realization of I need to take care of my health and myself in order to be the best for my business, in order to see that success. Yes, I, I fully agree with this because that's something I noticed in the first year of business, you can kind of go under the radar with it. Like you, you can just kind of push, push, push through. But once you get past, I think the first year, you realize how much you've actually sacrificed and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's really great to mention that how when you're in the entrepreneurship space, like you have to really protect yourself for your own energy. Like mm -hmm. if your energy is down, you're not going to be able to, you know, do stuff like this where it's podcasting and then maybe a client call later and whatever that is, if you don't have enough energy, you're not going to be able to give that 110% that someone's paying you for that your followers are wanting from you. So I think that's a really fantastic thing to talk about when it comes to tying back that without having that piece of, you know, adding in your health, there is nothing else. Like there is no, nothing else that you can do. Yeah, and I think another thing that I want to point out is the word health, like it's not just, oh, the way I look, because again, that's what the health and fitness industry wants us to focus on. What do we look? It's not just about losing 10 pounds. It's 10 pounds. It's, okay, how, how am I sleeping? How mm -hmm. am I feeling emotionally? How are my hormones um, how's my skin? How do I feel inside? How do I look outside? Do I feel confident? Um, a lot of, I mean, I'm sure you remember, are you still at times? I know I still do this at times, but we forget to eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we get so busy and we, uh, oh, three o'clock, I forgot to eat lunch. And so it's actually taking care of your health so you don't, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, don't run into diseases or don't run into certain things that might set you back even further. So I want to, that term health, like it's not just the way you look. It's so much more than that. I, I love that because the really great thing when it comes to adding in that part of health, it's, I know the word holistic is really used. It's overused kind of a yeah. lot right now, but it's, it's very true. I notice a lot more people are starting to talk more about like hormones, like 
people, especially for women, your hormones can get really screwed up if you're not having the right diet or, or not even diet. I don't like that word. Like having, you know, the right foods inside your body and really taking care of yourself. And it's funny you mentioned that, like not remembering to eat. I, I swear for the like <laughs> first eight months and even sometimes here and there, what I'll do is I'll write out like my skeleton, my schedule for the day, the night before, and I won't even put in breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Like I won't even put it on my schedule. I'm like, wait, don't I need to eat at some point? Like, this gonna happen. Yeah, I actually, um, that's what I do with my clients. I go through their schedule with them, and I, I make them write down. Okay, we're putting in a thirty-minute lunch break for mm-hmm. you because you need to eat in order to have that energy. Yes, I love that. I noticed even today I was uh, gonna do a meditation in the morning before like starting my day, and my stomach was growling. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna choose to eat, <laughs> then go back to meditation because there's no way I can be focused. And that's what happens too. Like you said, you know, by the time that eight or three p.m. or whatever time comes around, your brain's like you're in huge brain fog. Like you're not able to really sustain the energy that you need for it. Yeah, and you've heard the term. Um how do they say it? Like people who work eight to five, they're only really working. What is it? One to four hours or mm-hmm. I mean, half the time they're scrolling on social media. Yeah. So I rather have you get four good, great hours in the day than to, I mean, eight mindless hours of mm-hmm. average work. Yes. I, I've noticed that shift recently that I've been loving to see because that happened to me as well. Uh, and then my first year, I was like, okay, I need to wake up and get ready and get stuff done by 10. And then I'll work until like seven or eight. Yes. When in reality, like if I were to really like actually write out each minute of each day or each half an hour, there was so much time I was either on YouTube or, <laughs> you know, scrolling on Instagram or whatever that was, where even though, especially as female entrepreneurs, we think that we're doing work by scrolling or on social media. <laughs> Yeah, which to some degree you can be, but I think it's like over, if you're on there longer than 20, 30 minutes at one point, you're probably not going to be just, you know, messaging or just connecting with your clients. Yeah, I struggle. I mean, I struggle with this to this day at some, some days are better than others. And it's like, oh, I'm so busy today. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you break down your schedule. It's uh, actually, I do have an hour of time. Yeah. Once you get really real. And I think the really fun part too is, something that I try and do more often, I'll actually see, like, I'll put my history up for my Google Chrome or whatever I'm using and see what have been the most recent or like most common pages that I go to, because sometimes it's almost involuntary. Like we become a habit to it. And although that can be good in some cases for the most time, especially if it's on your computer, it's not. And Actually, what I got recently last night was, I don't know if you've seen them, those time cubes, um, where it's like the five. I have one. Oh, you do? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I've had this, I don't want to say this little habit that I'm trying to kick where if I'm working at home, I have my workstation, then I have a little like, not couch, but like one of those recliner things on the side. And I find myself, if I'm on in the recliner, I easily go to like YouTube or whatnot, like a lot easier than I would at my desk. So I got that time cube. So that way I'm going to put it in the other room and I have to physically get up to turn it off and, you know, do a walk or something like that because that's a great idea, right? It's, 
I'm one of those people where I notice when it comes to like online business, if I'm in something, I get really deep into it. And yeah. that's helpful. However, you know, I'm not probably walking as much as I should be, or I'm not getting up. The only thing I do get up to do usually is either get more water or pee, which is helpful, but not really like- <laughs> Which is necessary. Yeah. It's like just mandatory. Um, <laughs> but I find that I got a timer a while ago that would just turn off by itself. I need something that's added incentive, like that timer will go off forever or for a while if you don't turn it off. And that's something for those out there who are like struggling with accountability for just like the small tasks, that yeah. could be something to add in. And I just wanted to throw it out there for anyone because I think like you even mentioned, as entrepreneurs, if you're like trying to revamp your program or start something new, it's so easy to get like focused because you're so excited about that one thing yeah. that you forget about all of these other things. And I'd love to hear too, since you work primarily with, you know, female entrepreneurs who are in the same mindset, what are like one or two of the most common like challenges you see your clients have as being entrepreneur while also trying to focus on their health? I would say the two most common is one, energy. We all struggle with it, just trying to find more energy. Like we all want more time. We all want more energy. Um, and two would be, um, I mean, there's a couple ones, but I would say routines, mm -hmm. like just finding the right routine that works for their lifestyle. Um, because once you have the right healthy habits, like I'm all about healthy habits. That's what I teach, preach what I believe, uh, once you have the right routine set up, I mean, it kind of just comes as a habit. You wake up and you find yourself at the gym and you're like, how did I get here? But it, you're doing yourself good. Like it just, it becomes a habit over time. Yes. And I think habits are one of the, the biggest things that's been coming around. I mean, becoming even more popular recently is like trying to build better habits and routines, especially with this new year. Yeah. So I'm curious, what have been one of the, like the biggest habits or routines that you've put in for your own life? That's like changed how you do things, change, you know, yourself, your business, so forth. I would say my morning routine. It's something that I've always loved my routines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ask any one of my family members or friends, like if I'm off my routine, it's like, oh gosh, like, I don't know. I can function. It's just, I'm more myself when I have routines. And I think my morning routine, I've been working a couple years just trying to tweak it and find what works for me. And I finally found a way that works for me. It's not going to be the same for everyone. I don't meditate in the morning. I, I can't, like, my meditation is going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, it, like I said, meditation is great, but I just, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, but journaling has been huge for me. I will say that has been the biggest improvement is adding journaling into my morning routine. Like the things that I'm grateful for, the like three tasks. I actually made my own journal. Um, mm. So I give it to my clients when they work with me, but I have like what are you grateful for? And like the three things that you want to get done for the day, because coming from a perfectionist and a procrastinator, <laughs> those three tasks are huge to check off. Otherwise I'm mindlessly going into the day. Like, Oh my gosh, I got to do this and this and this like overwhelmed. And then you don't do anything. So I would say journaling. And one tip that I have for those listening is to start small. 
start super, super small and always add, add into your routine instead of subtract. So always add before subtracting because you're going to feel like you're restricting yourself. It's the same with dieting. Always Mm -hmm. add in before you start taking things out. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree when it comes to, I think almost every female entrepreneur, this could be like probably like 90% of us are perfectionists at heart or, you know, people please do whatever you want to say. And I think the really interesting part of that is there's a lot of deconditioning we have to do, um, you know, for our own self and for how we go about things. And I noticed that, that especially like you said, the diet industry is so they try so hard to be like, remove carbs, remove all of this Uh from your diet and you'll be good. And it's like, it's not sustainable. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't come at me, keto people. Oh gosh. But I just, I find that, like you said, for my body, it's just not what works well. I will be focusing too much on carbs. I'll binge more, especially for those who are like, um, like recovering binge eaters or recovering um, emotional eaters. It's almost triggering. And I think that's why even literally, okay, I went to bed late, not gonna lie, <laughs> around 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. last night, I was watching How I Met Your Mother, and in between one of the commercials was, I kid you not, this like really stupid commercial of flabs to abs.com. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you actually think you're gonna get people like that? And hopefully, I really hope they don't. But it just shows you that a lot of this, like, fitness space or like this online space, a lot of it can come down to deconditioning what you're used to seeing or what people tell you you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's the same, like even in our businesses, it's when we compare ourselves, it's deconditioning our minds to stay in your lane, know what's good for you and trust in the process. Yes. I fully agree with that. And I wish, I wish for more people, including myself, that that was easier to accept and to integrate, you know? Um, Oh yeah. I I struggle with it to this day. (laughs) Right. Um, I noticed that recently is I'll be hearing great lessons because everyone, especially in this new year, everyone's talking about 2018 lessons or lessons are going forward with, and all the lessons are great. I notice it's so easy to see them to understand them as an intellectual level, but not integrate them. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where the real change happens. Yeah, I, I want to share with you um, something that my life coach said. Uh, her name is Tracy O'Malley. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of her, but um, she makes a good point in self-development. The self-development industry has, made, has done such a good job at helping us become aware of what we need to work on, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really dig deeper into how to work on that. Mm-hmm. and how to heal that because a lot of it comes from our childhood wounds and that's the stuff that like we both agree like we still have stuff to work on you never I don't think you fully get to a point where you're like yep I've done everything I'm good like I don't have to learn anything else like life is good um so that's the stuff that I'm really digging deeper on now because yes I've become fully aware but I'm still at a point where there's certain things in my life like how do I heal this so it doesn't keep popping up in a different form. Um, so I love that you touched on that topic. Yes. I just, I, I swear when it comes to this area, there needs to be, I would say, not even books about that, but just 
when it comes to really diving in deeper, I think you will agree. Having someone like a one-to-one person is hands down the best you could ever do for yourself versus a book or a conference. Because even though those are great, um, there's something known as the suntan effect where you go to a conference or you read a book and it's great for like that time, but then you just forget about it. Or like a couple of days later, you just go back to your normal routine and you kind of need someone there to kind of keep you accountable through it. I like that analogy, the suntan. Like that's, I've never heard of that before. I've heard it. There that's was a book awesome. that I read a while ago on it and I've said it uh, a couple of times and everyone's like, wow, that's so genius. I was like, man, I got to remember who this author is because everyone seems to like it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's perfect, perfectly put because that's so true. I mean, just think of the event that we met at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. All this stuff. And then you go home and you're like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like I have no one to walk me through this step by step. Like if I just had a system to follow through, it'd be a lot easier. Exactly. And that's why recently I've had this shift where I haven't spoken a lot about like my upcoming offerings that I'm doing are either one-to-one or small group because when I first started, I did one to two courses. I don't think courses are bad per se. I just think there's so much information out there, but not enough implementation. Mm -hmm. And that piece really comes from having someone to keep you accountable. Like, I don't care if you're the most determined person ever, having someone in your like corner to keep you there helps when you have your blind spots you don't see coming or whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, relate it back to um, diets. Mm -hmm. You could lose 10 pounds in a couple weeks just by going on Pinterest or going on the internet and finding resources. 100%. But are you going to implement it? And two, are you going to keep those results long-term? So it's the same thing. Like, Unless you have a coach with you walking you through step-by-step, giving you that support and giving you the little kick in the butt when you need it, the tough love, that's when you start to see that true transformation happen. Yes, I a thousand percent agree. I swear, I notice so much myself saying yes, but it's because like this type of topic, like the what, what we're talking about today, is just, and needs to be broadcast more. It needs to be really integrated more. And I love at least talking about it allows people to get that one step further to being more open about learning about it or integrating more of those practices. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this stuff all day. And I think um, I want to point out that it is not your fault. Like for those of you listening, it is not your fault that you can't stick to a diet or you can't stick to a program. You just maybe weren't taught the right way or you just haven't found the right way that works for you. So I, I want to kind of put that out there because I know some people might be listening and they might be thinking the same that I thought, like, oh, I'm taking all these programs, I'm taking all these diets, but nothing's working. Maybe it's me, but it's not you. You just got to find the right, the right piece to the puzzle. Fully agree. And I find that the people who are going to be doing the lasting change realize that you have to be done with a diet and focus on creating this is so cliche, but creating it as a lifestyle, you know, like starting yeah. where you're at and building from there versus saying, you know, I'm still eating Oreos every day, but I'm going to try and cut them out all out now and be good. Yeah. Like that's not going to work. Nope. I tried that. I will tell you it doesn't work. Right. I think we all have. I mean, I remember, I forget years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cut out Reese's because they are my oh, kryptonite. My They're like what I love. Right. And 
literally three days. I got through three <laughs> days. And then, like, I think I binged or, like, ate, like, a whole box of them after that. And I was like... And how'd that make you feel? Oh, crappy. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, I think that's why the, the, in the, the industry in general doesn't talk about it more because it's so, um, not even heavy, but it's, you have to be really committed to that person's overall well-being versus just like, not just a before and after shot. Exactly. Yeah. I 100% agree. Okay. So we're going to be doing something a little bit new on this episode, which I'm so stoked about, which is this rapid fire round. So I will be giving you just a couple questions and honestly just answer with a couple words or like under a minute answer because to me this is a really great way for our listeners to learn more about you and also for them to maybe hear something that they might not have heard before. Yes, I'm super excited. I hope I don't talk too long. <laughs> You're good. Okay, so the first question is favorite book you've ever read? I would say you're a badass at making money. Go yes. get it. Go read it. Read it five <laughs> times through. You need it. Yes. That is hands down the book that I would probably recommend first too because even like I first got it as an audiobook and then I had to purchase it as a paper book Same. because there's, <laughs> there's so many good things and I'm like, oh, okay, I need to get it. And ever since then, if I'm on a plane or if I'm doing this, my go-to, if I don't have a book that I'm already reading, is just re-listening or re-reading that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So what is your favorite word or phrase you use daily? You use daily. So it actually comes from the book uh, because I did shrunny. Uh, we both can't talk. Right. <laughs> I uh, struggle with money mindset just mm -hmm. from my history. Um, so my phrase is money supports my happiness. Love that. Yeah. Okay. So if you weren't an entrepreneur, what would you be doing? Ooh, two things. One, passion would be I would want to be a singer. Tried out for American Idol. That didn't, that didn't work out, so I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> and two, I went to school for graphic design. Oh, graphic designer. I was actually a former like brand and website designer, so I definitely oh, feel, cool. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Okay, so what is something you are, that people don't know you might not be actually good at? Like something <laughs> that people wouldn't realize? That I'm not good at? Mm -hmm. um, speaking in public. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love talking to people. Like, I can make conversation, and I love connecting with people. I hate small talk. I'm like, I'm I not, the, I'm the type of person that, so tell me what you're feeling. <laughs> and I would say bad at speaking in public, but that will change. What so. is your uh, Myers-Briggs type? Uh. So first time I took it, it was an ENFJ, second time INFJ. I was going to say, you're an I, because I'm, I'm an INFJ as well. I'm like, I, you feel yeah. like you're an I as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, first time I took it, I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been INFJ for that for, for years, but I noticed that for, like, for us or for any introverts out there, you can have, like, I find I'm introverted in this space, like the one-to-one -one or like speaking on lives or podcasts. When you get me in front of like an audience, that's something where I really have to practice every yeah. tool that I have in the book. <laughs> yeah. And like have something in your hands, like to be moving. Yeah. I literally have a pen in my hand right now that I just move back I and forth. <laughs> We're the same. Right? Okay. So what is one characteristic that you believe every entrepreneur should have? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, is passion a char characteristic? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, then I would say passion. Because if you don't have passion, then, I mean, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, I fully agree. Okay, so we got three questions left. When oh, you, gosh. You're good. <laughs> when you think of the word positioning, what is the first word or what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, authority. Or authority. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, authority. And then when you think of the word attraction, what is the first word that comes to your mind? First word? Oh, this is hard. First word or first thing? It doesn't have to be like an actual word. Um, attraction. I mean, I think of law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So positivity. Cool. And then last question. What does success look like to you in your own eyes? I would say when you can see that you're making progress and moving forward each day, then that's success because that's, I don't think you get to a point where you like, this is a day I have everything that I've ever wanted, nothing more. That's it. It's just when you start to see progress and moving forward each day, like that's success. Yeah. I've noticed the more successful people are the ones who take out the material aspects and say like success is more internal. Yeah. 100%. This has been fantastic. And I want to have the listeners know too, since we talked a lot about like your journey and where you're at right now, I want to let them know where you're going. So what are some current things you're working on to give the audience a little taste on what they can look out for? Oh, I have two things. Super exciting. Um, So I have my Fit 180 program. It's a 90-day one-on-one coaching program for female entrepreneurs who are looking to create healthy habits to build that healthy lifestyle. And two, which we talked about before, but it is my Healthy Habits, Healthy Life podcast. Ooh, um, so, so yes, that will be, stay tuned because it'll be on iTunes, Healthy Habits podcast, um, but release date is to be determined. Actually, I'm going to challenge you. What is your release date right now? Claim it on this podcast. I have it March 1st. For March 1st? Yeah. Okay. You guys, we're going to check on iTunes March 1st. Make sure you got our first podcast episode out. All right. I'll check back with you. (laughs) All right. There you guys have it. This has been a fantastic episode. Thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours. Oh, definitely. (laughs) All right, guys. And if you want to follow her, she is at two... Courtney Marie. I'm going to have all of this actually down in the links below because I'm terrible at spelling. So all of her, uh, all of her information will be down below. And if you have any other questions, DM her or me, and I'll talk to you guys all in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the female entrepreneur's journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the insiders Facebook group, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.